Welcome to Leading with Hope, a podcast for leaders and volunteers of Living Hope, helping you lead like Jesus envisions. Well, good evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this, if you are running on a treadmill, if uh, you are exercising, welcome to the uh, Leading with Hope podcast. I'm Colin, and I have two special guests with me today. I have uh, Chandra Hollins, who's hey, right, hey. right next to me, and Daniel No. Woo! They're, wow, that yeah. was enthusiastic. Um, yeah! Uh, woo I'm so <laughs> glad to be hi, here! Hey. I, I don't know if you had to amp it up that much, but that's yeah, great. That took a lot for me. You, you, I mean, like, you're spent. for Chandra, but for me, it's like, oh, that took a lot to, to do that. And uh, they've joined me today uh, because Pastor Kirk is. Out and last time we did this, uh, Daniel joined me, yes. and we said that you know we were just having so much fun without uh, Kirk. But that's not true this time it's because not. like he just sent us a picture of where he was at, and he was hiking some remote canyon in Arizona. In yeah. Arizona, yeah. Oh, and nice. it looked gorgeous. And a little bit, I was like, I wish I was there. Yes, because it's really, it's not that here. No, it's very bland no. fogginess here right now. So. Well, anyways, welcome to the Living Hope, uh, Leading with Hope podcast, and today we are uh, talking about the fourth uh, sermon in the Finding Our Way Back to God sermon series, and we've been going through the prodigal son, and we have uh, been focusing, you know, the first few sermons we focused on the son, uh, well, the prodigal son, the youngest son, and now we have moved on to focusing on the father a little bit, and so... Yeah, that's where we're going to be kind of uh, heading this week is uh, once again looking at the Father. So if you've read The Prodigal Son and you're like, how are they getting five sermons out of this? This is the second to last one. <laughs> we're almost there. <laughs> almost there. Why do you say it like, like we just got to get this over with? No, not like we have okay. to get this over okay. with. But it's like Pastor Kirk has preached three yeah. sermons out of this out of the Prodigal Son material. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, I need to find... I need to find something that's different because <laughs> yeah. he has preached really well out of this, just yeah. focusing on the sun and yeah, finding your great. way back to God. So. Well, um, I would have to say that we take, like, we do the questions in our community group mm-hmm. and uh, I came into this series of like, what more can I learn from the prodigal son? This is like, this is the one you, you preach about. This is when you hear growing up. Yeah. Uh, but we have been getting so much from the community group questions, even reflecting uh, deeper on their themes and even in the sermons. And so uh, we're really excited about what you have to share with us this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I actually heard a sneak peek and I was moved by it. And so, Colin, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your big idea. Yeah, the big idea this time, and I think it's morphed a little bit even from when I practiced the the sermon on Monday, but the big idea is that uh, we have to receive the Father's love. So in this portion of the scripture, the Father, you know, Pastor Kirk talked about how he uh, how he held, he ran to his son, he hugged his son, he, you know, he talked about the kezazah and just kind of skirting society and mm-hmm. receiving his son. And uh, so we had to awaken to help. And this time we have to awaken to love. Mm. And there's a, there's a deep theme throughout scripture about uh, how, how much God loves us and we need to come into that reality, but it needs to transform us to love ourselves. Mm. And so it's not so much that we need to, to find God, but be found by God. Not mm. so much that we need to uh, kind of like make ourselves perfect to receive the Father's love, but we just need to... We just need to open ourselves up and just be overwhelmed with God's love. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on is just how the Father 
uh, communicates that love to the son once he's received him. Yeah, so. man, such an important message. It was so refreshing. And even though we, I grew up with this, I was like, I really need to hear that. And so yeah. Great, great that you were going this way with it. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that's really spoken to me, and I have it on the table in front of you guys, okay. and uh, Pastor Kirk and I talked about this in the last podcast. This is a famous Rembrandt uh, painting. Uh, it's called uh, The Return of the Prodigal Son. It's one of his later uh, artworks, and so in it, uh, I think we're going to get to it next time. So on the fifth and final one, I'm going to show this one to the congregation. I, I got... I got transported by the imagery within the scripture. Uh, and, but this imagery here is um, Rembrandt uh, paints this beautiful picture. It's eight feet uh, by uh, six feet. So it's, wow. I have like a little like, you know, five by four picture showing <laughs> these two. But in it is just this beautiful imagery of the father um, hugging the son. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's two other men in this picture. They like, yeah, know and, who these are. Yeah, so, well, it's up to interpretation, Daniel. It's art. Interesting. Okay, so it could be me. It could be you. And I think that's what Rembrandt, uh, this is uh, out of uh, Henry Nouwen's book, A Story of Homecoming and his infatuation with his painting, but he reads himself into, uh, well, he, he reads himself into scripture, and then he comes across his painting one day, and then he starts just visualizing himself in the different positions and there's like there's women in the background in the darkness there's one here there's one that's not shown in this smaller edition of it that it's up in the background but we're looking at something you guys can't see but the idea is that when we approach the prodigal son we read ourselves into the story yes we do chandra have you had that experience yeah for sure and something that's like striking to me is as Colin mentioned, we're looking at something visual that those who are listening can't see, but this uh, father embracing the prodigal is a really genuine embrace, and we can see visually that this guy is not clean, he's dirty. And I'm reminded of just this morning when I was working with preschoolers, like when a kid is dirty, you tend to like roll up your sleeves or hold them at arm's length Mm. or don't touch, like all those things, but this is such a genuine, like... He is dirty, his clothes are a mess, but this father is just bringing him right in close. Yes. Remembering that, yeah, we don't have to clean up to show up for God, right? Yeah. And that's definitely like part of what this young, the the prodigal son was trying to figure out when he was like practicing his speech when you read it. Like, you know, he said before he even decided to go home, like, uh, Father, I've sinned against you in heaven Mm -hmm. and I don't deserve to be your son. Like, He's trying to put himself in a light where his father will accept him at any level. And he wasn't prepared for the fact that the father was watching in anticipation for him to give him the help. Mm -hmm. But in that, it wasn't uh, the father took the stance of compassion. Mm -hmm. That was the father's identity in this story. And so when we read ourselves into the story, it's like uh, we, we always put God into the place of the father and uh but there's just something within it and this isn't actually going to make it into the sermon and i know that that's the second question <laughs> jumping the gun and i'm jumping the <laughs> gun so like what what uh in this story um what i love about henry nowen's book and just what's here uh is one of his friends asks him henry have you moved into the place of the father and so the reason for that is uh when we think of the story of the prodigal son we always put god as the father right? Mm-hmm. God the Father. And we, we think of ourselves as children all the time. So we right. think of as ourselves as the youngest son or the eldest son, who's kind of in the picture, he's represented off to the sign, kind of st- uh, coldly standing, aloof and mm-hmm. apart. Uh, 
But in the reality, God uh, doesn't want us to stay as just children, mm-hmm. right? He never just wants us to, to stay in the state uh, in which he finds us and rescues us from. He always wants to transform us into what he envisions for us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in Henry Nouwen's book, uh, his friend uh, uh, says to him, well, Henry, have you become the father yet? Mm-hmm. And because Henry spent uh, just days and days staring at this Rembrandt painting and say, everyone who comes by, he asks, well, what do you see in the picture? What do you see in this picture? And his one friend's just like, I see the father. Have you become the father? And Rembrandt's like, I don't understand that. And the friend said, well, we're never supposed to just stay as we've been found. Mm-hmm. The father yeah. clothes mm-hmm. us with a ring. He gives us a robe. He, he places sandals on our feet and gives us the identity that this is my son. Let's celebrate. And, but then it's, it's not so that his son stays in that state. He wants his son to then con- continue to grow and mature mm. so that he will replicate what he's received. Yeah, mm. To be sure. a father to F- his sons. Yeah. 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 Um, because the, this, this product, like this, this uh, parable ends with celebration, right? Mm-hmm. Like the grand celebration, let's kill the fattened calf. Let's celebrate. Everyone's having a good time. Uh but like that celebration, there's going to, for us in the kingdom, remember this is a parable of the kingdom, this idea of celebration is we want to celebrate those who come home. Like, but in evangelical churches, we kind of think my faith is my faith. Right. And so it's very depersonalized in celebrating one another. Mm. Uh, but the reality is God wants us to, to receive what he, is, he has for us, which is his love. So not that, you know, I'm going to do something for the Father, but that I'm going to receive from Him. Not that I'm going to, to learn to uh, love the Father, but I need to receive His love and be transformed by that to extend that to others. Especially mm-hmm. when they come back into the family, when the, the next prodigal comes home, God doesn't want us just staying inside at the celebration, but coming out and receiving the new mm-hmm. brother, the new sister, mm-hmm. in the same compassionate love that the Father does, and saying, welcome home, here's your ring, here's your robe, here's your sandals, come on in, the party started for mm-hmm. you. Do you think the br- older brother missed that? Or you didn't understand Oh, well, that? the older brother, we'll talk about him oh. in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah. it's cool to think about, though, like, just, you know, if, if I'm the, the messy one, mm-hmm. and the father is willing to get his hands dirty and bring me home, that mm-hmm. then if, I'm, if I, as one who has received that love, am then the one ready to get my hands dirty mm-hmm. and to then be living real life with people yes. rather than like, oh, I finally recovered from that. Like, no, that's not how it works. That yes. We can still be in real life with people being real life love and real life Jesus to them. Yeah, exactly. And like celebrating the new identity that they have. Yeah. Was there anything unexpected in your research for, as you mentioned, because we're pushing this, this, parable a little farther than we usually preach it was there yeah. anything you didn't expect to find that you did in your research um some of it's going to come out in the in the in the sermon but uh probably one of the things is is just the idea of of the state of the son uh he isn't he isn't transformed to perfection hmm. upon the father receiving him right like he he didn't have himself all put together he wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't perfect when he got home. You know, he was road weary. He was probably dirty. He'd been feeding pigs. And, and, and so he's not just like instantly made perfect. Hmm. And that, that to me was a great reminder because the father puts 
a ring on his finger and he puts a robe over top of his mess. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, hey, strip down, son, I'm going to give you some clean clothes. He's like, grab, a, mm-hmm. grab one of the robes, one of the best robes. Most likely, it's the father's robe yeah. that is being grabbed because the son has nothing there anymore. And so it's this royal robe and it's just placed over his mess. But it was the sandals on the feet because I had never really thought about the idea of, yeah, like sandals in, in, in this context, the son probably didn't have anything on his feet because he had been feeding pigs. He, tra- he probably was barefoot. And so he had had this long journey of, you know, his feet getting beaten up, stepping on hard stones, mm-hmm. knowing the, the, that he just needed to get home. But then when he gets home, the, the, the father gives him sandals, which is like this beautiful imagery of just safety and comfort. Mm-hmm. And so the sandals were really like compelling to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and then I guess to illustrate the, the messiness of the sun still, it's that um, in the parable, Jesus mentions at the party that there's dancing. Ooh, Ooh right? <laughs> I, I love the look. <laughs> <It just>, what? <laughs> like, and so, like, Daniel, in, in your culture, is there a lot of dancing? Not that I remember. No? I mean, it would be my generation. Yeah, and it would be you know my parents wouldn't understand it if we were like if we invite them out or yep. Uh, but then you know there's there's a there's cultural Vietnamese dancing. Yeah, and it's called Gai Lang and it's for performance. And um, yeah, my mom was into that and she performed, um, especially around the Chinese New Year's. So that's 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 a fun time. Um, but um, yeah, no, actually, now that you're making me think about it. Dancing was a form of celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It is a way of expressing ourselves. And we kind of think that even like, like I think all of our culture at our age, we think dancing is just a way of having fun, of celebrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Especially with little kids. Like, like little park, kids moving. Go. Yeah. But in Jesus' culture, uh, when he mentions that there's dancing, do you know when the other time, there's only one other time that dancing is mentioned in the New Testament? In the New Testament. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament. Well, there's one other time where dancing is mentioned. Oh, um, you mentioned it in the podcast. Did I? Maybe. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I would, I Is don't it, know. uh, what's her name? I'm yeah, so it's name. Herod's daughter. Yeah, oh. yes. And that's like. Dances for the head of John the Baptist. And that's like bad news bears. That's dancing. not a good context <laughs> for dancing. Yeah, and so like. It's like how my grandparents families feel about dancing. yeah right? <laughs> like it's, it's like that's what dancing is it's not uh it's not a, a good form of self-expression mm-hmm. in jesus day and so the son his messiness even carries over into the party because like that's what he was doing before he was just going out and having a good time so that comes home and the father wasn't expecting him to be perfect when he came home mm-hmm. but he was fully accepted by the father mm-hmm. and i think that's what that's, kind of hospitality is that? Like, yeah. not just like yeah. come on in, but like literally just be you. Yeah. And you're welcome here, and you're a part of us. As is. As a like part, of, you're still part of our family. Yeah, and it's and I think it's the, what is like deeply there is the idea of identity that the son's identity yeah. was like he tried to make his own identity. Yeah. 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 It kind of went and it. It did not go well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then when he comes back, the father's not expecting him to be completely transformed in an, in a compassionate instance 
of acceptance. But the father knows that his love is going to transform the son yeah. over time now that the intimacy has been restored. The identity can be reestablished in the fact that he is the father's son. Mm-hmm. And that's what God has for each one of us. Yeah. And I think we struggle with... Um, within our church context is allowing people to be messy within church. Mm. I totally agree. Oh man. That's a tough one. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's tricky because sometimes one sin is louder, louder to us than others. Yeah. So if somebody, you know, if I have a friend who is new to church or has just met the Lord and it's, you know, all fresh and new, I might be thinking, Oh, that thing you've been doing your whole life time to ditch that. But that might not be what the Holy spirit is convicting them on right now. Yeah. He's, he is the one who is teaching and changing and learn and and showing them how to be who they are now. Yeah. And so it's not up to me to say, no, that's the thing you have to fix first. Mm-hmm. The yep. same way that, you know, the father didn't say, you know, okay, but the first order of business yeah, is... Go shower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you have to, okay, you can party, but it has to be my kind of party. Yeah. But that's not... That's not you know, what that's happens. It's tricky for us to see mm. it that way. Yeah, because, like, yeah, the father just enters in, enters in, brings the son into the home, which is, like, a huge step. It wasn't just that he, he clothed them in the new identity and said that this is my son, but he then brought him into the house. Mm. And it's just like, all right, we're here together. We're going to live life. We're going to figure this out. So it wasn't like an instantaneous, like, you have to be perfect, but it was an instantaneous transformation of who the son was. Mm -hmm. And even in his own self-identity, because he went home not even thinking about the father, right? Like, he just thought, in my father's house, the servants are treated better. Yeah. Yeah. So what was he desiring from the father? wasn't even proximity to the father. It was just a taste, just to be in the home again. And the father gets them that him there after establishing, reestablishing his sonhood, sonship, relationship, yeah, that relationship. Yeah. And yeah. so, that actually isn't going to make it a whole lot into this oh, sermon. Okay. Right. I think the identity part is, but the the part of like mm-hmm. how we're the the father received the son and how we're received by God, and just, mm, yeah. And I think that's so. Like relationship and proximity are not the same thing. No. Right? And how, like, I can strive to be literally near, mm-hmm. but relationship is, is built so differently. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> built so differently. Do you think if we understand this uh, from the identity part that as, as evangelical churches that we can embrace people for the relationship and more or less of what we maybe fear that they may bring into the church? or So, or, like, if we... I guess the the way I'm hearing the question is, can we can we receive people as the father does yes. in this situation yeah. without the legalism yeah. of appropriate yeah. action? Dance my way or shower up. And, or but, uh, don't lift your hands too high or sway too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, oh, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I think we can. Mm. But what it is is that that rootedness in who the father says we are. Mm. Mm-hmm not on how we appear, which is really countercultural, especially in a society when, um, speaking to you guys, you guys understand this a lot, the idea of the perfect picture being my profile, Mm -hmm. my, who I put on the internet, making sure it's polished, making sure it's perfect, making sure that the best me is put forward. And I've seen this where, um, 
like in the youth group, like talking to young people and uh, seeing a group of people take a picture over and over and over again. And I go, well, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we just want the perfect photo. Yeah. And they may take it like five, six, seven, eight, 20. nine, ten, twenty times, <laughs> and only one of them makes the internet. Yeah. Or the yeah. phrase when when somebody takes a photo of another person, they're like, "Don't put that on the internet. I don't mm. look good enough." Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's just that idea of being, where's our 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 truest identity? Mm. Where are we living from? What source are we living from? And if we live out of a source of acceptance by others. Well, then we might get rejected. Like we live in what's now being described as a, a, a cancel culture, mm. where if you say or do the wrong thing one time, right. you'll have to cancel yourself from the internet because the backlash will be too much. You may be canceled from your job, mm. and people may cancel your opinion as being relevant or important at all. Wow. But if we live out of the source of who God is and who he says we are, well, it's a source of love and acceptance and cherishing Mm. and god's compassion for us if we're living out of that that's what's going to be lived out Mm. Mm -hmm. if i really know what god says about me then i really know what he says about you too yeah yeah exactly (laughs) right like does that answer yeah it was a good question i appreciated (laughs) that so so is is that the application uh i think so i think the application if i was to say well like something for the groups to do with one another is maybe take time to identify each other Mm -hmm. as God does. Like, I see that you are deeply loved Mm -hmm. by Jesus. Daniel, no. Mm -hmm. God loves you. He wants to embrace you as a son. He wants to put his ring on you, his robe on you, and clothe your feet Mm -hmm. so you can face life's trials. Mm -hmm. Chandra Hollins, God has you in his arms. He wants to hug you and hold you. He wants to welcome you home as your daughter, as his daughter. Mm-hmm. He wants to encourage you mm-hmm. with the robe of acceptance, mm-hmm. a ring of authority, mm-hmm. and sandals of just durability <laughs> to face life's trials. Mm-hmm. And to take a time as a group to actually say this to one another and wow. encourage one another yeah. in how God views us. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do as the church. Yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah. That was really good. I and felt that. Like- yeah. Not what the world says about us. No. What I want to say about myself, right? Like, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not. I am probably the worst at self deprecation. And what that is, is making fun of myself or beating myself down. And I think. I think we do that, or I do that anyways, out of a place where if I beat everyone to the punch of destroying myself, then no one can destroy me. Mm-hmm. But God has so much more yeah. for us in the identity of who we, he says we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the second thing is, can you tell us how people can get access to this picture? Because Yeah. That well, we've been looking at on yeah. the table here. The <laughs> internet. The okay. internet. Yeah. If you... Yeah, I would say just Google. If you, it's, I think it's in uh, Google's art folder even. You can take like a digital tour of it if you want to go that route. But you just Google The Return of the Prodigal Son by Rembrandt. Um, and Sunday, two Sundays from now, when we have a baptism Sunday, I'm actually going to be showing this as okay. well. And so, oh, awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you guys for joining. Hey, thank yeah, you for no having us. Yeah. And we're going to high five. Yeah. We tag team that host. That was great. That was great. And Kirk, we miss you. We hope yeah. to, we hope that you're back and safe in yeah. freezing well cold rested. Saskatchewan soon. Yeah. yeah. Well rested. Yes. All right. Well, goodbye everyone. Bye. Bye.